anyone who saw Hans Rosling's TED Talk on data visualization of how 200 countries progressed over 200 years would never have looked at data the same way again it was no boring table it was beautifully visualized and what was even more incomprehensible animated it was a way of understanding data that had few parallels and had not really been explored in the world earlier but since then a lot of change has taken place and that is the first post in today's episode walk through your data data is oil right but do we have the vehicles to drive it numbers are the foundation but we've not made it much easier to understand we represent them through pie charts bar graphs and spatial dispersion in advanced cases we are able to create interactive points to get a better picture even then we are on the outside looking in through screens so how can we enter the data landscape like we navigate physical environments we understand spatial data well because of our immersion in the real world bad vr is building data walkthroughs in vr or virtual reality the choice of the company name is strange but memorable they use vr to create immersive environments to reach out and touch data one of the applications is to figure out where to put 5g transmission towers with the help of the headset technicians can actually reach out and hold signal bars to see how strong or weak the signals are within a space this improves on the previous installation procedures which were both manpower intensive and less efficient hopefully at some time in the future we can actually walk through annual reports and sales projections or safely explore disease prevalence in cities on to the second post for children today their earliest memory of computers is either the smartphone or the tablet but to the older generation things were quite different what is your earliest memory of computers my father used to work in a civil defense establishment and i remember seeing bits of leftover punch cards from the programs running the behemoths then never saw the actual computer of course it occupied a whole floor and no one was allowed entry but it was far less powerful than the smartphones we carry around today the earliest memory i have of working with one is an apple mac 2 used to pulse audio visuals essentially they were the kind of presentations you make on powerpoint or keynote or canva today they took weeks first the script was recorded then images captured from books magazines newspapers and brochures to create transparencies or real slides 
loaded into Kodak carousels. You couldn't just hit new slide. Each of the slides created were laid out in a sequence on light boxes. The Apple Mac II programmed the slides to be projected and positioned according to the script and synced with the voiceover track. Setting up a presentation involved carrying slide carousels, projectors and audio and took hours of rehearsals to get right. Laptops were still a decade away. Now, it seems like the stone age of computing. On to the final post. And this started out small, but it looks as if it will take over our lives and our health far more than computers ever did. How far does your health obsession go? Smartwatches measuring your blood glucose levels and your heart rate to tell you if something's off. We're slowly but surely outsourcing our wellness to multiple devices and ignoring our inner voice. You know, the one that tells you to get some sleep, eat some food. We tune out both, hunger pangs and when the body says enough. Our fatigue signals telling us we should be taking things easy and not stress too much. The mobile phone has become the master we blindly submit to. Now, there's a device called Lumen and it hacks your metabolism, tells you if it's on track through the day, suggests a detailed diet plan to compensate or cut down. You breathe into it in the morning or before a meal and you'll get feedback on how your body is doing. One more chart to obsess about. Monitoring used to be for patients who had a problem, checking blood sugar levels or blood pressure. Lumen has evolved from studying high-performance athletes and what they need to do in training for competitions. So the pedigree is impressive. Question is, do you need a device to tell you how you're doing? It certainly appears that way. If you've enjoyed this newsletter, please consider sharing it with friends or tweeting the link. The more people we can get to tune in every week, the merrier. Thank you for joining us and I hope you'll come back the next time around.